Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, welcome to the show, folks. We're going to talk about the baseball playoffs going on since no one else on the major media outlets are talking about it. It seems as though everyone's focused on the NBA, even though the season just started. So I'm not sure what else you could be talking about unless you want to harp on whether or not LA fans are going to boo LeBron or not. It's going to be a long season, folks. So yes, there will probably be times if the Lakers aren't playing well, LeBron gets booed. That's it for NBA coverage today. Anyway, getting into the baseball playoffs. You saw the Boston Red Sox take a commanding 3-1 series lead over the Astros. A big play of the game uh, actually happened in the bottom of the first inning. Uh, Jose Altuve actually uh, hits a two-run homer that gets called back and overturned into an out uh, with a ruling for fan interference by Joe West. Here's the problem with that. In the playoffs, MLB has the outfield umpires only situated 20 feet behind first base. So realistically, their calls are only supposed to be for determining if a ball is fair or foul. Joe West is nowhere near the play. So honestly, he makes a call for it being out when he's not in position to make the play. Now, the actual camera angles are so obscure because, of course... The the call that would have uh, the play that would have actually had the definitive view the security guard is leaning over the rail blocking the view so Mookie Betts jumps up in the air makes a spectacular play on the ball I think he probably would have caught it anyway but if like if he didn't contact with any fans but Mookie Betts is so far up in the air and into the stands because I don't care what they say that invisible line there is supposed to be. Uh, understanding that there is home field advantage. So unless a fan is reaching out over into the field of play, directly over into the field of play, you can't call fan interference on a play. It doesn't make any sense because at the end of the day, the fans have a right. They paid the money to go to the game. They have a right to go out and actually uh, catch a ball if they so choose. So uh, I don't buy the explanation that the fans interfered with Mookie Betts making a play. 
Mookie Betts is the one jumping into the stands. He made a hell of a play on the ball. So, yeah, I get why Mookie Betts would want that call overturned uh, to an out. Joe West, meanwhile, is just seeing that, you know, Mookie Betts touches a fan, so he rules that it's interference. Joe West has no position on the field to make that determination. He wasn't even sure he made the call. After the game, he's like, yeah, I was sure it was interference, which was a load of BS because it took him a good 15 seconds to actually make that call determination saying that it was fan interference. No way he knew that was defensive, uh, to be sure. And then the replay official, instead of, you know, using logic and common sense to make a call one way or another, confirm the call or overturn it, they just said the call stood. Mainly because they're like, well, it, it wasn't definitive enough to us, so um, let it play on. It, it's so ridiculous. Joe West is not in the best position. The replay official has the best view. So either confirm the call or overturn it. You can't let the call stand because the guy who made the call was not in a position to actually make the proper determination one way or another. He was guessing. It was a guess that, yeah, you can make a case for it, but it doesn't change the scenario of, whether or not it was a guess or not. He guessed if, uh, if it was uh, fan interference or not. So, moving on. Why did Houston lose this game? Uh, realistically, it came down to a sequence where Houston missed out on a couple of plays, and uh, realistically, their defense wasn't as good as Boston's. Uh, you had a couple of plays where Houston uh, did not execute on the pitches out of the bullpen, Loaded up the bases, and, you know, Marwin Gonzalez is going to be kicking himself because uh, in the seventh inning, uh, Boston was able to pad their lead uh, to make it 7-5, and it shouldn't have happened because Marwin Gonzalez could have gotten out of that inning uh, to keep it at 6-5 if he converts a double play. Instead, he got into a little awkward, like, side uh, sidestep, uh, trying to, like, convert it himself, and then throw on the run instead of just flipping it. Uh, because he didn't flip it and uh, 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 flip it out Tuve and had let Altuve throw the first, they missed out on a double play And uh, because his foot missed the bag. And now with the neighborhood rule no longer in effect, you directly have to touch the bag in order for an umpire to give you the out at second base. It costs Houston a run, and, you know, realistically... Uh, that put the Red Sox in a much stronger position uh, uh, to add on because uh, J.D. Martinez uh, uh, made him pay. But, you know, the game-saving play came down in the bottom of the ninth. You know, Kimbrell was struggling mightily. Bases loaded. Uh, you have Bregman at the plate. It's 8-6 Boston. He hits a bullet down uh, the left field line. Andrew Benatendi, who was the star of the game, in my opinion, uh, just making play after play, dives and makes a shoestring catch. If that ball drops, it goes to the wall, clears the bases, Houston wins it on a walk-off. That's how close this game was uh, to end up being tied 2-2. You know, Bregman, you know, you can't hit it much better than that. Benatendi just made a better play on the ball, and that's really where it's coming down to. Like, Houston's missing out on little details that Boston is taking advantage of, and they've been uh, they've been uh, uh, rewarded for it uh, because of that performance. I think at this stage, like, 3-1, Boston is in the capper seat, but I wouldn't rest too comfortably because Game 5, they're just throwing out David Price. 
and hope on a wing and a prayer he gets his act together and gives him a solid start. I think Houston wins tonight with Verlander, and then you go back to Boston for game six and seven. I don't think it's a lock for the Red Sox by any stretch uh, because Houston's been hitting Boston well. It's just that Boston's hitting has been keeping up, and Boston's defense has been better than uh, the Astros. You see Altuve clearly laboring, so it's it's harder for the Astros to uh, force the uh, force the issue with the Red Sox with their speed uh, compared to past years. Uh, and also, Boston's lineup hitting at the bottom of the order. Jackie Bradley Jr. in that nine hole hitting uh, as well as he has with nine RBIs with uh, uh, at, at the bottom of the order, especially the two out RBIs have been backbreakers against uh, Houston. Uh, you know, the Astros have got to figure out uh, whatever scouting report they're doing, I would chuck it out because Bra- uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. has just been executing on the pitches that he normally struggles against. So sometimes the guy gets hot, but you got to adjust. And Houston ha- doesn't have a whole lot of uh, turnaround because the game's coming right back on tonight uh, with Game 5. So we'll see how it goes from there. Meanwhile, in the NLCS, you got the Dodgers taking a 3-2 series lead against Milwaukee, and Milwaukee screwed themselves, to be perfectly honest, here in L.A., because I felt Milwaukee had a very good shot at winning Game 4, and they gave it away. Uh, Game 4, you had Bellinger at the plate, uh, Machado at second base, and you could have easily walked uh, Bellinger and the next batter to get to the pitcher in the bottom of the 13th inning, all the batters were exhausted, so there were no pinch hitters coming off the plate, and you could have just pitched against the pitcher. That's the whole point of using National League rules is that you can pitch around uh, certain situations and get to the pitcher. Uh, Milwaukee chose not to do that for reasons that no one understands. Uh, I, I still haven't heard an explanation that makes a lick of sense. Milwaukee got in their own heads. And it was late in the game, and they just had a brain cramp, in my opinion. I think that was a mistake, and they just didn't want to own up to the fact that they should have actually walked to get to the pitcher. Uh, so they end up giving up the base at the Bellinger. Dodgers take the momentum back with that Game 4 win. And in Game 5 yesterday, Clayton Kershaw actually showed up. Uh, you know, I was shocked. I was expecting Kershaw to uh, wet the bed uh, in a clutch uh, position, but he actually pitched well. Uh this was a game where Clayton Kershaw uh, did what he needed to do. On the flip side, Milwaukee, again, got caught up in a game of gotcha, and just for whatever reason, they decided to uh, use this uh, opportunity to try to catch uh, uh, the Dodgers off guard. So they started Wade Miley, who's a left-hander, against the Dodgers. The Dodgers went with a right-handed heavy lineup, and then after the first batter, they pull Miley and put in uh, uh, Brandon Woodruff, who's a right-hander, in to actually pitch the game. So this was the strategy the whole way through. My only thing is, pulling a lefty to bring in a righty against a right-handed lineup doesn't really do a whole lot. It would have made far more sense if you were trying to gain a strategic advantage uh, to surprise them was to start Woodruff and make him think it's a bullpen game and then bring in Miley as a left-hander so that you have more left-handers in the lineup, and that gives you a more strategic advantage. The Dodgers against right-handers, like with their righties, they're pretty decent. The lefties are the ones that struggle against left-handers. That was the play. If you were going to do the surprise move, it should have been the other way around, not to do 
a lefty to a righty instead of just do a righty to a lefty and then you catch him off guard. I, I you know, it, it is what it is. They got the guy they wanted uh, to start uh, to play the game, but, you know, it. I, I, I thought it was a bit of a waste. So now Miley's going to go pitch in game six, but the Dodgers know this. So, so there's no element of surprise. So they're going to have, uh, they're going to have that same right hand lineup again. So I, I, I think the Brewers just kind of overthought this one. I thought they got a little bit too cute and it's probably going to end up costing them the series. Cause I think three, uh, two, I'm not sold on the Brewers actually being able to, even though they'll be at home, I'm not sold on them being uh, able to win two in a row when they don't necessarily have, the horses and the pitching staff to win a game seven. Uh, I know they'll do all hands on deck to win game six, but they've been using that bullpen so much in this series that I'm not sure how much gas is left in the tank uh, to uh, pull this series out. I thought they needed to kind of win this series in six and for, you know, for them to actually win it now, it's got to go to seven and I'm not sure they got enough uh, gas in the tank to do that. So uh, that's where I'm at with uh, the MLB playoffs. Tonight uh, for NFL, we've got uh, the uh, the Broncos facing off against the Cardinals. This is a terrible matchup, to be perfectly honest. The only question here is, will the Denver Broncos be able to stop another uh, 200-yard rusher against them? David Johnson is a very good uh, running back. The Cardinals' offensive line is terrible, though. Uh, the Broncos have no rush defense, though, so... This is going to be an interesting dynamic of a team that can't really block anyone versus a, a line that can't stop anyone. Uh, so the odds makers have already put uh, David Johnson's uh, uh, total yardage for tonight at 70 and a half yards. Now, mind you, the Broncos in the past two weeks have given up 200 plus yards to Isaiah Crowell and Todd Gurley. Gurley, you can understand. Crowell is barely a replacement-level running back in the league. And the Jets' offensive line is not very good. I think this is a gift of a of a line here. Even though uh, David Johnson has not had the best of seasons because of the lousy offensive line he's got, I think this is a premier matchup for him to get 90 to 100 yards. Uh, easy. I, I think this is a gift. I think you got to take that prop bet for over 70 yards rushing. Uh, I think he probably breaks 100 uh, tonight as well. But uh, I, I think 70 is being way too conservative. Even if Denver stat, uh, stacks the box against uh, Johnson, I think he could still break one big run uh, and uh, and have a nice 40-yard uh, carry, and that would easily solve uh, uh, the uh, the actual yardage uh uh, prop bet. So, hey, Throwdown Nation, are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Strau have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Uh, that's where I'm looking at. It also feature one of the showcases of stupidity last week. 
because uh, Emmanuel Sanders is back on the field again after getting a taunting penalty last week, which was one of the dumbest calls that we've seen in a while. And the post-game explanation for why he cost his team uh, penalty yards was that, uh, you know, because he thought he scored a touchdown, waved his a finger in the face of the defender and told him how much he burned him. He, his ex- explanation is that the league has gotten soft and that he should be able to taunt a player, and he's been doing it his entire career. So not only did he cost his team a touchdown last week uh, because of the taunting penalty and the fact that he was actually short of the goal line, so he didn't score a touchdown. So not only did he not score the touchdown, he moved him back 15 yards and he had to settle for a field goal. His explanation was the league's gotten soft that he's been taunting guys for years. So now he's just made himself a target. So Emmanuel Sanders, if it wasn't for the decision of Falcons coach Dan Quinn to send out his field goal kicker, Matt Bryant, for a 57-yard field goal when he didn't actually need to and could have just converted a fourth to one, like Emmanuel Sanders would have been the dingleberry of the week. I'll give it to Dan Quinn because he actually got his field goal kicker injured. Even though Matt Bryant made the kick, because he had to put an extra oomph on the kick to make it for 57 yards, Matt Bryant now has a strained groin, is now doubtful for the Giants game, and going forward because Matt Bryant is over 38 years old. That's not good a good injury for a kicker that age. He could be sidelined for multiple weeks, and the Falcons are already 2-4. and four. So that's what makes Dan Quinn the dingleberry of the week. But Emmanuel Sanders was right there with him with that taunting penalty, and then the post-game explanation as to why uh, he thought the, the taunting penalty was unwarranted because he's taunted every, uh, uh, every guy he's been playing against for the past 10 years. Yeah, that's a real smart indication to make yourself a target going forward. So, um, you know, just idiotic. But, uh, yeah, that's my uh, thoughts on the game tonight. I think, you know, it'll be a terrible game. You're going to be watching it mainly for fantasy purposes. So, uh, David Johnson owners, take note. Uh, play him with confidence. Emmanuel Sanders, take note. He should be playing better because he cost his team a potential win last week. So, he should be on alert to actually perform better, and uh, Demarius Thomas should have a good game as well. Uh, not so sure about Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman if uh, Denver's going to go run uh, run package against Arizona. Arizona has still been pretty decent against the run. I think this is going to be more of a passing game, uh, and we'll see if Case Keenum can actually deliver the goods because Case Keenum is inches away from getting benched in favor of Chad Kelly, in my opinion. If he has another bad first half, Chad Kelly is probably going to go into the game tonight. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. But uh, uh, that's going to do it for the show today. But uh, we'll see how the baseball game goes between the uh, Red Sox and Astros. I think Astros take that one to make it 3-2 and extend the series. Uh, I'll go with Arizona tonight just because of the home team as a slight favorite. And I think David Johnson has a big reason to do why Arizona wins the game. I think he has another uh, good performance against the Broncos. And uh, we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, that's all for now. And have a good one, folks. It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought-after role on the field, Celebrity QB featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. 
Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll, <laughs> I'll take Giselle, okay? Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.